three, two, one. Take two. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another exciting edition of The Stable of Studs. I am, of course, your host, Tank Rodriguez. Joined with me, as always, are our studs of the show, the Studly Boys. We have Adam F. in Danger. Adam, I already asked you because I wasn't recording the first fucking time. How are you doing? <laughs> okay, uh, listeners, do you want to know what I'm wearing right now? Do you want to <laughs> guess what I'm wearing? I'm wearing a black shirt from Redbubble that says, Four Pillars of Heaven. Yeah, that's the audio dynamite in your ears. <laughs> Hey, that's why we do two takes, right? <laughs> Mailman, I hope you you do the same thing because it was a good pop. So I'm going to pop again oh, if you no. do it. But if you got something better, Mailman, the man with the meat. <laughs> How you doing, well, sir? Well, I mean, speaking of the man with the meat, that breakdown that Adam just gave has my pillar. Hit <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> I fucking love y'all so much. The Tower of Power, too sweet to be sour. Oh man, we have a great show for y'all today. Uh, <laughs> Thank you again for uh, joining us. Uh, hey, if this is your first time listening, consider following us on Spotify, subscribing to us on uh, Apple Podcasts, and leave us in a five star review there. Also, what you can do too is you can send us a question, leave us a message on anchor.fm. You can find that in the description down below. Today, we are going to be talking about a myriad of things. Um, we can talking about uh, Ricky Stark's awesome promo, which I believe was botched by a, a, a face a face turn. And, of course, uh, we'll be talking about Road Dog begging for Tony Khan to give him some of that AEW money. And then introducing the trio's tag team titles with AEW. And then uh, we'll be talking about Triple H's creative run, right? That's what we're talking about, Adam? His creative uh, control. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. And then we'll be ending the show with uh, something we should have talked about uh, last week, but we kind of forgot about it. We are going to be talking about WWE's changing to TV 14 from PG. Um, hey, but really quick, I, it just popped in my head that we mentioned WWE. Uh, finding out a little bit more, you know, the the uh, curtain is being pulled a little bit farther behind and uh, was see, being exposed. Mr. McMahon, $14.4 million versus, I think, the, what, 3 or $12 million that might have been lost? Yeah, I think initially the reports were that, like, $4 million and yeah. that became... 12 million dollars and now that became 14 million dollars oh at, man at last uh you know the wall street journal has been reporting this and they've been on this uh story for for the better part of a month now and, and i know i said it last week and uh i'll say it again right once these first kind of inklings started coming out you knew that there was a lot of smoke and there'd be a lot of fire and it you know we're just at the beginning of this there's no telling yeah. what more you know can be uncovered who's going to step forward and I think Vince stepping down was, you know, the only move he had left to kind of shield the company, shield himself from any more, um, you know, being vulnerable for anything. But, you know, he's he's not uh, behind this stuff is not behind him by any stretch of the imagination. There's only going to be more and more. There's he knows where the bodies are buried um, and there's going to be maybe decades worth of, of, you know, 
I'd say malfeasance to be uncovered. Do you, do you do y'all think he's having uh, facing any jail time, or do you think he just skates by? Um, I think that uh, I mean jail time for for what he's done. These SEC kind of um, you know investigations. You know they always talk about Al Capone went to jail for tax evasion. Yeah, right. So it's it's whenever you're kind of messing with money, uh, things can always come back to you. So, um, but it, I mean, look, he's 77 years old. I think by the time if any of this gets kind of um, you know, resolve, right? And let's say he just pays enough money to to get out of jail. He'll be, you know, well into his mid eighties. I don't I can't see him going in an orange jumpsuit to uh, you know, club fed yeah. uh, eighty four, eighty five. So um, <laughs> you know, if he was thirty five, yeah, maybe, but but uh, no, I think he, he may be able, but it's gonna take a it's gonna take its toll. Yeah. What about you, mailman? You think he he's, he's he goes behind bars or just uh, you know, is that a whole uh, corporate business kind of deal? I mean, you can't argue with the the track record of the real world's most dangerous man, Jerry McDevitt. Like, you can't argue, uh, you know, like that man, that man has accomplished, you know, there should, there should be a whole, like, you know, uh, off the record or dark side of the ring about that man, like what he's probably seen and, and knows. Um, I find it really interesting over the last week, you know, even after uh, we had a chance to record, like, you know, you had all your other, you know, uh, social media sites and podcasts kind of dropping and, and their take on the situation. And, you know, so many leaned into the fact that despite, you know, all of the things that we talked about even last week, they leaned into the fact that above all else, even with the his decision to uh, step down or I think it's even uh, came out after the fact resign I believe was the terminology used um, the the X factor that everyone else was really leaning into was well yeah he stepped away but you know what about his stock options and then lo and behold at the end of this last week shortly after we recorded it came out that he essentially forfeited all but what, like I think 10% of his stock, uh, you know, $25 million worth. And I think, you know, I remember, you know, where I was uh, leaving work at the time that I saw the notification that it was like, I think it really hit me for the first time that, oh, wow, this is, this is real. Like, I think, you know, the, yeah. you hate, to, you hate to be that naysayer. You hate to be the, you know, the, the pessimist, but when all of this was happening and, and, you know, as, as, wonderful as our you know speculation and discussion was you know last week um i think there was still that harbinger of you know well is he going to be you know as uh as jimothy stated in our chat uh together like will he still be you know that puppet master behind the string behind yeah. the scenes you know even even cm punk said that too this past week at comic-con yeah exactly and that um you know, the forfeiture of the stock really kind of opens the eyes of like, oh, wait a minute, this yeah, is, you absolutely. know, this is real. And it puts the it puts the the whole dialogue that I think, you know, uh, our group was having, you know, even a year or better ago when we were talking about the possibility of a sale of the company, you know, to Adam's point, what what form does that take? You know, yeah. is is that still Nick Khan's MO and and is that, you know, is that the direction to come? But uh, I I truly believe that uh, you know old uh, uh, Teflon McMahon will will somehow avoid you know a major you know a major uh, uh, you know reckoning if you will yeah but uh, but yeah time you know 
I've been so surprised by everything else in what is it seven months in 2022 that you know I can only imagine what the next five months are going to be like. <laughs> I wonder, you know, have you guys have seen Wolf of Wall Street, right? Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of you know kind of towards the end of the movie, the third act, where Jordan Belfort cuts a deal with the SEC. All you got to do is you got to walk away from your company, you got to retire, and you know you won't be under any. You know, you won't be under any suspension, right? The SEC will drop its case, right? And what does Jordan do? I'm not fucking leaving. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> and then what does he do, right? Like the FBI gets back on his case. So I, I you know, I don't know if it's how different that so case is for McMahon. I, if they told him walk away, I think okay. I think he was trying to do that at the beginning. Remember when he's fucking this massive balls coming out? Like, the day it happened on Raw and just, like, giving a speech, like, then, now, and forever, you know, and and then doing that week to week, I, he... That was his Belfort. That was he, his was try, he was trying to say, I'm not going anywhere. And, and the ball's on that, man. I commend him for that. You know, he may be a piece of shit, but I commend him for having that set of freaking grapefruits right there. You know, but honestly, while we're on the topic of WWE, let's go and talk about the PG-14 what do you, what changes do you think that that you, that are going to happen from this, Mike? Um, I I think we've seen the veil slip a little bit on you know uh, uh, allowing you know the the adult language, if mm-hmm. you will. You know the um, you know it's surreal to me. You know even uh, at my you know my tender age of uh, to hear you know the word shit flying on basic cable nowadays. Oh, man, and, yeah. You know, it's still surreal for me because I always thought like, well, above all else, here are the two words that we know we'll never hear on TV. And then, you know, when that one can, when that one was allowed to fly, like we're pretty much down to one, you know, the one real, like, got fuck left. you know, two, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, the Carlin's, uh, you know, Carlin's list has gotten a lot shorter in the last few years. So I think, uh, I think, um, that that is going to be, you know, that that's going to be the biggest, uh, uh, change, I guess, compared to the, you know, the PG, you know, I think you pointed out last week, tank, the suffering succotash dialogue. I think that will go away. Um, I'm hoping, you know, that, uh, that in, that along with it, so do scripted promos for the people that don't need them um as well but i think that will be the more the more monumental change i've seen so many places you know that i uh you know scour for you know news and insights uh you know proclaim like the return of of the attitude era and you know while it was you know while it certainly was you know a a uh exciting time you know to to live through as a as wrestling fans i don't know I don't know that going backwards is the answer in 2022 because the world was, the world was much, much different, you know, uh, (laughs) when, you know, when the attitude era happened, you know, Jerry Springer South park was still young and fresh and, you know, the, you know, the, the, um, you know, America, fuck yeah. Like all of those (laughs) things were like, um, you know, were, were, you know, hip and counterculture was in and, all of those, all those things, I don't know, play the same in 2022. I, I think, uh, you know, uh, how do you how do you tiptoe around it delicately? 
you know, the world doesn't like its feelings hurt anymore. So Absolutely. I don't yeah. know that you can, I don't know. Yeah. That the attitude era will, will, you know, a return to that would ever have the same impact it did. Maybe, but, maybe not um, the attitude era, maybe the smug era <laughs> where you can yes. just, just, just be a little smug. <laughs> I, I wonder yes. too, like I, when you talk about attitude era, I'm thinking like, what was more offensive to me? I think the ruthless aggression era was way more offensive than the attitude era, right? Like attitude, you know, you had hardcore matches, you had blood, you had boobs. Sable with palm prints on her boobs, right? But to mm-hmm. me, if you go to like, to me, the real toxic stuff was in ruthless aggression, right? And like the Katie Vick storyline. So, you know, my hope is that it doesn't go back to ruthless aggression. And, was and, uh, uh, was Kane in the in the funeral thing? Uh, ruthless aggression. Yeah, that's it was, like yeah. that's two thousand six, two thousand seven. Katie Ooh, Vick. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, yeah. I think of of all the the you know scantily clad women that Johnny Ace brought in, and God knows what happened to them, right? So. <laughs> Um, if yeah. it means more like hardcore matches and we see some more color on TV, that's fine. Like it, it's not going to do anything that AEW isn't already doing. But the only thing AEW really doesn't do is sex. Yeah. And and yeah. WWE could go to that, but in light of its allegations, in light of what's happened to Johnny Ace and Vince McMahon, maybe you know you going back to the Sables and the Miss Kitties stuff like that, yeah. you, you really don't want to do it. So mm-hmm. uh, and. You know, seeing the direction that they're going, and I could see them, yeah, saying shit on air, and you know, somebody getting color. I think even Montez got color hard way on Raw this week. So you know, yeah, I think we're, right. we're 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 just like Mike said, the veil is slipping. You're kind, of, they're dipping their toe in there, but I don't think you're going to see anything you don't already see on Dynamite. Yeah, I mean, I think you got a lot of shit this past week on Dynamite and pussy uh, on Dynamite. Yeah. Like, oh, like the word, yeah. it's like wow, like they're they're. Yeah. It's like okay, but I mean. Look, don't just be saying the words just for the sake of saying the words. Make them have meaning, you know, and maybe like one or two person persons in that show get to say it, you know, versus like it just becomes a normal part of your, your the vocabulary to where it doesn't mean anything anymore because those are powerful cuss words. You know, properly using a, a cuss word in a proper sentence has so much more an effect on, 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 on a storyline potentially, you know. Um but yeah, so yeah, I mean, it, it'll be interesting. I, I, I personally think it's just just to be a little bit more edgy. It's not going to change too much. They do need to change storylines big time. But God forbid we, we see another marriage uh, uh, storyline happen in in the PG era. I would be uh, anyway. I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna go down then that route. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it it's it's fine and it, and it should be more fun. And I think that, yes, in a time where everyone's offended, I think they should push the boundaries uh, and try to offend people, you know, but not and not in, in such a tasteless way where it's like, well, I'm going to rape you, you know, and and it's like, well, you know, it's like, what? Like, why? Why are you going to rape me? Like, that's not cool. But it's like, it's like, no. It, and, and I what did I do to you, Sammy Guevara? Oh, man. Ah, jeez. Deep cut. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, no, but I- as far as, you know, uh, in, yeah, showing a little bit more color, you know, um, stomping someone, like brutally stomping someone. And I don't mind a car hit every now and then, you know, for WWE, you know, as far as like, I did it for the rock, you know, kind of deal. Like, it, <laughs> it'll be fun. You know, it's the like. White Hummer. Do we ever find out who drove the White Hummer? No, I don't think so. <laughs> in late nineties, no. WCW, they never like. That's the one mystery we need to get like to the bottom of. Who was driving that white Hummer? It, it was probably El Dandy, if he has Bret Hart. <laughs> he doesn't have his license. <laughs> anyway, 
Who are we uh, to, to smirch the mighty name of Eldandu? <laughs> hey, <laughs> Bret Hart wanted to wrestle a big time. Oh, God, that's like one of the yeah. best. Like, even, I forgot yeah. who was interviewing him. And he was like, really? Eldandu? He's like, what's wrong with Eldandu? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's where I got that from. It's like, Bret says, like, who, you know, who are you to besmirch Eldandu? <laughs> yeah, like, oh, he does say that. Life. You're right. <laughs> Oh that man! Was, it was, it was, uh, you know, if you if you look for footage from that, there's like a there's a random like I think it only aired in Europe, back and forth between Mean Gene, where Mean Gene, uh, you know, and and uh, Macho, who were both either stoned or high or drunk, <laughs> were back and forth going like, you know, Macho told Mean Gene his mustache was crooked, and Gene told Macho that his beard wasn't on straight, <laughs> or what? It's just like what? <laughs> this to make air <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, and, and again so if you want to see abuse and that's actually funny that we bring that up if you want to see abuse of like like tv 14 look at wcw and I, i'm not yeah. saying they went like whole tits and ass and all that but they just they yeah. pushed it to the obscurity to where you're you're watching like cable access at that point the sake of doing yeah. something for the sake of doing it and it obviously, you know, some of it fell sh- short half the time, you know. Um, well, those major gun segments, they made a fan out of life for me. <sighs> I was really I was really into Lieutenant Loco and Corporal Cajun and the Misfits in action. Like, yeah, that was all Vince Russo, TV 14. Like, let's just get major guns in a, uh, you know, in a wet tank top. And, and so, yeah, that's what you're that. I see what you're saying. It's like yeah. just doing it to have it, but like it didn't really mean anything. The wrestling wasn't that great. <laughs> Would you? Did, I can't believe I'm saying this. Did you prefer Major Guns or the Maple Leaf Brawl? <laughs> uh, Major Guns, Tyler Buck. Like I look, fans, just keep this between you and me. Sometimes I check in on Tyler's uh, Twitter, you know, just to see make sure she's Wait, okay. Just, did you almost slip the OnlyFans? <laughs> <laughs> I don't pay for that. <clears throat> Oh man! Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you know, can, like, since we are still on WWE, we'll we'll go on talk. We'll we'll keep it. You know, we'll keep it consistent here. Um, just reverse the show on you. I apologize, but uh, let's go and just introduce w- uh, in trips. We're going from TV fourteen to where Triple H is now going to be in charge of creative. What does that mean? Does that mean uh, does does he does he run w- WWE and NXT? You know, or what what should we be expecting here? Yeah, I brought that I, up. Um, oh, go ahead, Mike. No, no, I was just go. I was just going to say like how um, the timing was. You know how unusual the timing ends up befalling that. You know, Regal has found such a valuable oh, on air role in in AEW, and it's and you know, and is and seems very you know seems to happy, seems to be enjoying you know his uh the on-screen role in the podcast i believe he's doing uh the the gentleman's podcast if i'm not mistaken um but he uh um like you have to imagine that you know when this run kind of you know takes shape runs it runs its course like i have to imagine that that he's one of the few that that despite and i'm sure tony khan has has been beyond good to him i like i can't imagine tony can replicate the position, you know, at Triple H's side that Regal would automatically have, like, you know, essentially Regal becomes the 2023, 24, whatever have you, uh, Pat Patterson to, you know, Hunter's events, I suppose. Yeah. But, um, 
the the thing that I saw, um, uh, goodness, and I now the author's name is escaping me where I read it, but um, I saw it so succinctly put that um, uh, Hunter, um, the one advantage that that this person felt that Tony that Hunter will have over Tony Khan is Hunter will allow you know the workload to be spread a little bit where Tony seems to be you know trying to shoulder a little much right now. Um, I think that that was you know there was some you know, uh, word out there that, you know, that there are individuals that feel like they don't have that line of communication to him really? that they would like to have, you know, like, yeah, I saw that in a couple spots. Um, I think through Reddit and, and fightful, um, you know, you have like, they had a, they've had, you know, regular postings about, um, uh, you know, former ROH champion, Jonathan Gresham and his, yeah. you know, meltdown to, to Tony Khan on the, the ROH show. Um, although in a, on a comical note, and I have to share this one cause I, I just read it moments before we, we started recording, uh, the, the article today pointed out that during his, uh, um, his argument with Tony Khan that Gresham, I guess, pointed to his ranking on the PWI 500 as to why he should be <laughs> featured more. Mark, <laughs> excuse me. I'm sorry. Mark I just couldn't help. But He's like, a Mark. <laughs> Um, but, uh, like that was, mm. you know, so I mean, bless his heart, but that's, uh, you know, he's a, he's a talented, talented, talented guy. Oh um, my but, God. But yeah, dude. yeah. But yeah, if I'm, if I'm, you know, the, the same article said, if I'm, you know, a guy looking to get, you know, ROH, uh, uh, a television spot and I'm walking into a boardroom, making a push, you know, Cla Claudio is the guy I want in the suit next to me you know, yeah. go walking into that boardroom. So it makes, so it makes sense in a bigger picture, but back, backtracking the article did state that, you know, that it's something that Marco stunts, you know, some of the individuals who have left the company, Joey Janela, even Brian cage have been quoted as saying that they feel like they don't have, you know, the immediate access to the answers that they need um, going to a, a Tony Khan where um, on the other side, like you have, you know, they've had fightful itself has had uh, a number of people that they've interviewed um, both in AEW and out of that have made the statement that, you know, if things were different and, hunt and when it came to contract talk time and they were going to make a decision on going to AEW, even with the reduced schedule and the lighter workload versus, you know, staying in NXT or going to the main roster now with, with the idea that Hunter and Stephanie are the go-tos, that their situation would look a lot different. So that lends itself to be, you know, an interesting statement in the next, um, the next, you know, few years. Um, you know, the article points to say like a Malachi Black right now, who, you know, is isn't in the position that, you know, it appeared that he was about to be even on SmackDown with the the his take on the, you know, the Joseph Seed character. Um, you know, that the, the vignettes were kind of, were starting to illustrate where he was the, uh, you know, he was talking about the dark father and the, the animation side that they were bringing up, you know, he, that he's more or less kind of taken a backwards step right now because he doesn't, you know, while he has the freedom to, uh, to, to be the character he wants to be, you know, that, that there are those that are saying that he doesn't have the, you know, the ear of the, of the boss, you know, to be in that, you know, that uh, John Moxley, Chris Jericho, you know, title picture level, as you would assume his talent and, and all around skill would, would afford him. So, which is kind of weird um, because if you think of, I mean, which is kind of ironic the fact that like 
everyone always spoke like very openly like if you wanted to go talk to the boss you could go talk to the boss like you may have yeah. to wait a while but vince would talk to you if you wanted to talk to him which is kind of it's same- kind of just kind of ironic no, and that's it's interesting you mentioned that because that same article that Fightful and Sean Ross Sapp uh, produced mentioned that in recent years um, that uh, that those that those opportunities to speak with him had gotten fewer and fewer and fewer oh. in the last few years that you did that people didn't have like would wait hours to try and get Vince and still wouldn't on on television days. Um, there's a ton of stuff like I mean we could spend an entire podcast like they had an article come out about um, you know one of the uh, one of the, the the lesser known writers mentioned how like what Vince would say in the creative meetings would have to be filtered when they would take notes you know like in the the minutes for the meeting that in the last few years Vince would you know um, Vince would blank on talents names and you know like obviously oh, seven, yeah. But at the same point, would also make comments. Um, you know, one alluded to him um, giving direction to. Uh, uh, you know, uh, at one point, like I think they used Carlito as an example that uh, that you know he wasn't cutting the promo with uh, the way that that Vince um, wanted him to. And I'm trying to like um, uh, like the direction that Vince. Uh, uh, gave him basically included uh, a, a racial slur to basically blank it up like that you uh, needed to lean more in you know what i'm like uh you like know a the, stereotype or yeah yeah and so that like that those that there's terminology that he uses that he doesn't realize aren't oh i can say it did he pro- did he mean spick it up <laughs> yeah yeah i didn't want to i didn't want to yeah i didn't want to like say it you know like for sure but um, I, like, yeah, that's exactly the words that they use that, and that n- no one backstage even bothered to like, kind of like call him on it. It was just like, they were too afraid to like raise their voice what? to him or something. And that's, and those, those are the notes that would have to be left out of the meeting when they would drill the drill the call notes down to like, you know, the production team and, and the agents and stuff, they, they would have to edit what Vince would actually say in the meeting. So it would be, you know, PC, for people to actually read and, 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 you know, and realize essentially that there is, you know, that, that he doesn't have a clue, like what is acceptable and what isn't in 2022, as if these allegations weren't proof of that enough as it is. But like, yeah, that, yeah, that I think him stepping down, you know, wasn't just like a, a necessity for the, um, you know, for the allegations that are coming out, him stepping down had to happen because, you know, I think, you know, all it takes is that person that you, that they hired, you know, six months ago. And, and, um, you know, I think, I think they started, there's been talk, they've started to reveal like the number of people who are on his board and you have like the, uh, you know, the owner of like the state farm arena and the Atlanta Hawks, you have, you know, a number of other people that are like own, you know, uh, the controlling interest in this business and that business. Well, all you have, all you have to do is have one of them be present for something he, you know, shoots off at the mouth at and goes like, wait a minute, what, you know, and, and, you know, yeah. How much of a black eye is that on the company? So forget about a sale to, to Disney or to HBO or to, you know, Time Warner or whatever. So, um, it's, it's, I, I think just overall, like, I think talent, 
in the WWE breathing easier and just from those perspectives. Cause can you imagine like, you know, like if, if he'll say that to the, his inner circle, can you imagine what he'll say to talents? If he's saying something like that to Carlito who hasn't worked there for, Oh uh, God, I'm going to say nine years, maybe like, you know, other than the, the Royal rumble appearance. Yeah. Like if he's going to do that to someone like that, what's he doing to a Becky Lynch or a, you know, a Sasha Banks or et cetera, et cetera. You know, what, what pushed, Sasha and Naomi to walk out with no warning, no like backup plan, just like fuck this, I'm out, I'm done. Yeah. You know, how how heavy were they pushed? So I, I it you know, like and Naomi's, you know, husband is in like the top heel act of the company. So you have to imagine like politically, if somebody was gonna walk out, it's like, oh, I don't want to hurt, you know, where my husband's positioned on the card. And she didn't, you know, that didn't even like phase her, like whatever happened yeah. was bad enough that she's like, I'm gone. Screw this. So there's, there's so much more like that, that I feel like the wall street journal is just barely scratching the top of the surface of what is really happening there. And I just hope that um, I, did I see something today that uh, employees are, are forbidden to uh, either sell or offload their WWE stock for the moment. You know, even with the raise, you know, the, 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 the price, the stock uh, price yeah. yeah, it went up with the announcement of, you know, Hunter taking on this new role. So, I mean, f- to us, to all of us on the outside looking in, it only seems like good things. But to, to those folks in the company, I can't even imagine, you know, how how different, you know, to a positive they have to be feeling now if you're, you know, if you're walking into the new the new stanford the location the new titan towers um like how much how much lighter must you feel walking into that building now absolutely but all i can think about during <laughs> during what you were just talking about is is carlito the puerto rican spicking it up man hey it's it what's up <laughs> just talking like a mexican like it's like it's totally far off <laughs> well, the, the thing that i think is 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 interesting and someone else brought it up too and i mean we're we're just in like a whole land of conjecture here is that the big drawing point for aew in the beginning in the past couple of years is hey if vince doesn't see it in you and vince is going to put you mm. in a stupid gimmick mm. you can always come here and you can cut your own promos you can develop your own gimmick you're going to have the freedom to do what you want you're going to sink and swim you know by your own merit by how good you are how how well you can get over well now that's not really the case anymore no. so if you're well let's hope know, so let's let, let, let's hope that's not that, that's not the case anymore but go ahead well yeah I, yeah i really can't see triple h saying i don't i can only see you as a plumber did you say they used to do plumbing as an intern? You're like, yeah, you yeah. know, or the blacktop bully or, you know, like, um, you know, you, I think there's a point where if you were in NXT, if you're someone like an Adam Cole or um, or even a Samoa Joe, right? Like, yeah, you can come back here. I'll, I'll, the, the question I have and then I bring up to everybody is that, you know, co-CEO. So Steph and Trips may be like, oh, this guy's going to be great. We're going to bring him back. Uh, you know, Bray Wyatt, so to speak. Like, we'll bring Bray Wyatt back. We'll do big business. We'll do it great. But does Nick Khan say, I'm not paying for that? You can get, we've got Bray Wyatt at home, and it's just like Edge, right? It's just like Finn <laughs> Balor, right? Like, why am I going to pay a premium for someone that I already have? Bring back Sasha Banks? No, we've got uh, we've got Alexa Bliss already. Like, we don't need we don't need her. We've got Bailey coming back. That's just as good. You know what I mean? So. Being a money person, being someone that's going to look at like the costs of of talent, right? I'm not going to pay a premium if I if I'm doing record business. The past year and a half, WWE has had record earnings, right? Even during you know coming out of the pandemic and cutting all the the talent, they've had 
sizable earnings. And so that's a lot, I think, goes a lot to uh, what Nick Khan has done. So, again, Nick Khan might say, I'm not paying for that. No, you know, right. again, we got Bobby Lashley already. That's fine. Or I'm going to pay a one-time fee for Goldberg to come in. Yeah. I'm not going to pay for a Bray Wyatt or someone else to come in and continually pay them for six months to a year to three years or whatever. I'm not paying that. I don't have to because no one's beating me in the ratings. No one's beating our earnings. No one's beating us anywhere. I don't need to do that. I don't need to pay for that. So I think that's where you're going to see the the kind of made power struggle between a, a Stephanie and a Trips and Nick Khan saying, I don't have to pay for that. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think I think the no. saving the saving grace to that might be the fact that he is co CEO with with Stephanie, uh, and I think there might be uh, th- th- there has to be a reason to to why they're co CEOs because uh, that 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 just makes zero sense to me. But but yeah, I, I think like hey, um, no, uh, we're gonna take a vote to this and we're gonna get creative into this. And uh, oh, guess what? My husband's part of creative, so I I, I don't think I don't think uh, I don't think Khan will get get everything that he wants, or I don't think he ha- I don't think he has a lot of say so in in like as far as what talent comes and what talent goes anymore at this point. I would hope so. There's a there's a fascinating article on uh, Reddit, or you know, the Squared Circle Reddit uh, boards right now, um, where Freddie Prince actually speaks yeah. up and and said that like Nick Khan wasn't the WWE's first choice for that role. So if he that kind of saying that like Stephanie will will toss his ass if if it comes down to like you know that that he blocks kind of like their their vision the way freddie prince see, sees it having worked with all of them that like they're saying that be- between the two of them they'll muscle that dude out if it's you know if it's just somebody that you know if it's the co-ceo because this guy gets the entertainment side of the business and maybe he'll be you know he'll be the ceo on the side of like dealing with nbc dealing with you know the fox dealing with you know the the movie division or whatever that's going to look like in the future where where steph is like the CEO that deals with like ESPN or deals mm-hmm. with, you know, the, you know, broad, uh, like broadband cable companies or all of those things. Like, um, you know, maybe that's how they divide it. You know, the entertainment versus the wrestling who like, who knows? Yeah. Like, like, you know, like you both said, it's conjecture at this point, but um, I like going back to the TV 14 thing. I, I, you know, it's ironic that I know uh, uh, tank at the beginning, you said you wanted to, you wanted to talk about road dog because I just saw the article with his comment, with his comment, we'll saying go and go that, to you know, it, yes. you know, with Vince, yeah, with, with that, with Vince, he thought that, you know, uh, uh, an MJF would be nothing but a, you know, wouldn't be nothing but a manager that he's, you know, that he's, uh, uh, you know, only, you know, a legit five, five, seven, five, eight or something like that. But, and you know, with, uh, that, he doesn't, you know, he wouldn't look as imposing standing across from a Randy Orton that, you know, under a Vince McMahon and MJF has no shot. But now an MJF and a company that's opted to go TV 14 and a guy that, you know, was positioning Adam Cole as his, you know, top heel, top face on the NXT brand and put Adam Cole over brian danielson clean in the middle on a smackdown episode when the rest of the 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 roster hadn't come back from saudi arabia yet you know and basically gave them you know 30 minutes to do you know essentially have that roh style match that nxt black and gold style match on live you know uh smackdown that now 
the potential for an MJF to be to go to a company that essentially has just rolled out the red carpet for him, you know, especially, you know, with what just happened on, uh, on Wednesday. And, and as I understand it, you know, people are saying the Ricky, I, I had to work. So I'll be honest, I didn't get to see the, the Wednesday episode of dynamite, but the feedback I heard was that Ricky Starks, basically what they did with him was a better, was better executed than what they tried to do with MJF weeks ago. I'll leave that to you guys. If you, you know, you know, if you want to weigh great. in, if you've both seen the show, yeah, I didn't get to see it yet. So I'm okay. curious. Yeah, what you guys so, thought. so I did want to talk about it too. So look, it was a phenomenal promo. I've I've been saying to myself, and I've said it in, in the groups too. And look, hey, who am I? I'm just an armchair podcaster talking about wrestling. Hey, who you know? I, I I'm not. I've never reached this, the amount of success that Ricky Starks has, and I'm not trying to take that away from him. But you know, you can tell when something's good or something's not good. And for a while, and I'll I'll say this: Ricky Starks. Great, phenomenal wrestler. We, I've known that since I've been watching him on the indies. I've known that since he was on NWA. We've all agreed upon that. And, of course, we were so excited that he went to Dynamite. Now, where I did have an issue with is him being on commentary on Rampage for those, for they, 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 it was a struggle for him. And it felt like he was at, if, if he was at, at, at the grown-ups table and, you know, he was just kind of watching along and it just, and every now and then you would get a, a blurb and it wasn't that great. And I'm not sure if he didn't have enough time or, you know, he didn't have enough practice, but even, even his mic skills uh, weren't the greatest, you know? So it's like, man, if he just turns that up just a little bit, he's going to be, just uh, no pun intended absolutely awesome you know and, and yes. this past wednesday he shot he shot he 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 did a promo to where he was talking like shit about himself in a way saying like hey i i fucking lost you know but i'm not i and, and he think i said i'm lo- I, I yeah i lost but i'm no stranger to losing and he kind of did he was think it was a it was it was pipe bomb light you know if if you wanted to you know, put it into a blurb like that and it was really good um and it was the best thing that Ricky Starks has ever done in promo wise and it, it, it's I hope to God it's remembered because there was a lot of good feedback for it and I I made the statement too in our in our chat group saying that you know it would have it would have been memorable. You know, I, I don't. I don't think people are going to really remember the promo itself. They're just going to remember the actions, which was when Will Hobbs attacked him and basically turning him face. Now, um, that make that the two people outshone outshone freaking uh, Ricky Starks that night. It was Hook and it was Hobbs, because now you got the heat on Hobbs. You know, and yes, you know Ricky Starks becomes a, a, a face. But now, but you you, you kind of get that taken away, and yes, you set up the 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 feud with them with those two. Uh, but then you have Ricky Starks lose against Hook, you know, and he he for the FTW Championship, and I just felt like there was a lot taken away from Ricky Starks because that would have if he would have just left it at that and had Hobbs attack him later, man, it would I to me personally, and when you watch it, Mike, maybe you'll understand. Um, and maybe you'll side with me. I don't know. Probably maybe not. But me and you see, seem to see, uh, seem to go eye to eye. Uh, <laughs> you know, every uh, for the most part. Um, 
But I'll give I, you. I'll give you a uh, go ahead. the uh, devil's advocate view because um, I'll tell you how I watched it first. I was watching it. My parents came over, so I put it on mute, right, so we could talk. And so I just saw it, right. I didn't even hear the promo, but I saw him like giving this promo. And again, to set the stage, it was kind of a very, very long segment because first it's Ricky Starks doing a challenge. Danhausen comes out. He wipes the floor with Danhausen. I'm not done yet. I want someone else. Hook comes out. He and Hook have a pretty good back and forth. Nothing yeah. great, nothing long, but like, man, that spear from Ricky Starks is sick. But, you know, uh, spoiler alert, Hook comes out and he puts him, you know, he makes him tap out. Yeah. And then there's kind of like a weird, like, exchange where, like, they kind of fist bump each other. Hook takes a belt. He rolls out. Ricky Starks uh-huh. stays in there. They go, they go to commercial break. They come back from commercial break. You got Tony Schiavone in the ring with the uh, the microphone. And so I watched it again today. And Ricky Starks is talking about, which is kind of like the same old AEW promo of, I'm not getting enough respect around here. Yeah. And he does the MJF promo. But here's the thing with MJF. Like, MJF was featured on so many things that were kind of headlining AEW shows for a year and a half. So his gripe right. of, like, I'm not getting respect. It's like, bro, you're like... You and Chris Jericho are doing like dancing segments. Like you were doing all yeah. kinds of like <laughs> top shelf work. Ricky Starks is really slumming it. He's the yeah. one that like Tank says is having to be on commentary, having to to wear this outlaw belt. And um, if anyone has a gripe about being a young, hungry talent that is super uh, has super potential and just kind yeah. of being overshadowed and being re- relegated Absolutely. to. Uh, yeah. to Rampage, it's yeah. Ricky Starks. Yeah, like it yeah. is it is definitely Ricky Starks. So when he gave that impassioned promo, it's not a long promo, really. Like when I watched it again, it's just like, it was it last year? I was ready last year. I was ready last month. And then like he's really, he goes, and me and Hobbs, and then boom, like Hobbs just like wails on him like right there. And then that's it, right? And so a lot of the feedback I got, I kind of got the feeling like, what a cool segment. Not only did you make continue to make Hook look like a main eventer, like, look awesome. Well, time out, time out, time out. Don't don't lose your thought, though. I want to say this. The only reason they, they allowed Hook to win on that one was because he had the initial match with Danhausen, and he kind of got, you know, he was, Ricky Starks was tired. But anyway, that, that inside baseball. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, that, that's super fair. But also, I, I would say that, like, anytime you have someone that has, like, the television title or the European Championship, and you really want to push them to the main event, you got to take off that secondary belt before you yes. do it, right? You've always got to, like... They drop the they drop the TV title. They drop the Intercontinental Belt, and then they, you know, then they're going to be the next person in line for for you know a championship, uh, which you know I think is 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 what's going to happen. Freaky Starks, but you know from segment one of him and Danhausen to him and Hook to then his promo to to Hobbs hitting him, I thought it was really good. I thought it was really good. I thought I thought it flowed well together. And again, the feedback that I've seen, um, you know, my my Twitter is like a lot of AEW, you know, fanboys and fangirls were like, you made three people. You made uh, you continue to make Hook look great. Now he's got his dad's championship. That's a whole thing. They're already selling T-shirts on it. You've got Ricky Starks with this impassioned promo, and people were like, kind of okay. I'm getting into what Ricky Starks is selling, and then boom, you made Hobbs look like uh, a beast, right? You made him look great and powerful, which is something that he's just kind of been, you know, Wardlow light. There's been so many kind of big, powerful dudes in AEW that just don't do anything and aren't menacing. Uh, like a murder hawk monster. Like I love murder hawk monster, but there's nothing. There's no pizzazz. There's no yeah. real menace there. And so right. for for a, a segment of let's say 20 minutes of dynamite, you had three <clears throat> really big, really big things happen now that we can 
follow the next three, four, five months. And and hopefully this is the part of uh, Ricky Starks' career where he looks back. This is the Jericho showing up on Raw. This is the like, you know, the start of the career that you see. Okay, now he's finally putting it together. Um, but you know, it'll be up to him, right? It'll can he deliver in the ring? Can he continue delivering the promos? Um, you know, but I think it's it's a very uh, inauspicious start. It was. I, I give you that guess. It, it was. It, it. There were a lot of great things that came out of that whole segment with you know, uh, with with Hook, Hobbs, and and and, and Starks. Uh, I just I just believe that it would have meant more if Hobbs attacked him later or maybe even after. Like he he like he concluded the promo. You know, uh, you know as far as like raising the hands in the air. You know, typical Vince blueprint kind of <laughs> heel turn. You know, that way, that way the promo gets to be registered by the audience. You know, it now it's just gonna be like, oh yeah, Ricky Starks was saying something. Then boom, you know, versus yeah, Ricky Starks gave a fucking badass promo, and then Hobbs, you know, attacked him. That that's pretty much all my. It, it was it's a very, very minuscule thing to 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 nitpick for me personally. Um, but I just, I just think that there could have been a little bit more shine, uh, on Ricky Starks minus just, you know, having him be attacked by a, a heel, you know, look, I'm going to put this, this is second only to the barbershop window in terms of tag teams breaking up. Get out of here. No, it's not. <laughs> I, I wanted, no. <laughs> the thing I will say is like, it was jarring, right? Again, I had it on yeah. the first time. So I kind of went like left back cause I did not see, like, I didn't see the wind up, you know, I just saw boom, like yeah. it almost like. It almost jumped out of the TV yeah. watching it, and and so and again, like you said, Tink, uh, he didn't even finish the promo. But I think that's part of the urgency. Was like, holy shit! Like I didn't even see that the camera was like at the right angle because it's showing Starks talking, and he's like, yeah, but it's just okay, you know, boom. okay. But that's what that's what I'm saying. You know, he finishes the promo right, and he allows he allows the audience to participate by saying like, yeah. fuck yeah, that's an awesome promo. Yeah, yeah Starks right, right. and Hobbs, Starks and Hobbs. Holy shit, Hobbs, why are you beating them up? You know? Yeah. Like they, they yeah, didn't you, you, you didn't get to register the promo. You just now it's 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 promo turn, you know? Like it, it, it again, it was just it moved too fast. It didn't it, it if it would have taken its time, it would have been great. That's just my opinion. That's all I'm saying. Were they have they been teasing something between the two? Have they been teasing dissension? Not really. No, not, as much as not like at all. Keith we, we, Lee and you know Strickland, right? Like that's been like simulating yeah. them going back yeah. and forth. But this one, that's what to me again was a little more jarring because I'm like, which is great, because which is great when you don't see that shit coming. It was almost like a Seth Rollins heel turn the first time with the Shield. You know that that's that that's how like you took a step back. You're like, what the hell? You know, like I did not see that coming, which is awesome. Just let him finish the promo. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, that's fair. That's a. Fa- yeah. I, I, I agree. That's a fair assessment. Okay. Well, uh, moving on. Uh, you already talked about Road Dog, and uh, you know Road Dog. Yeah, I'll just say this. Road Dog, call it. You know, uh, it call it indie wrestling with with nice cameras. Um, mm. I, I'll say. I'll. <laughs> I'll and I, I know we talked about him last week. You know, and gave him some praise about how. You know how great he would be for you know to return back to NXT. Um, I think that it, I, I 
that that might be a little too much, but I I kind of see what he's saying. And I'll say this all for just for the record, AEW is my go-to show. Like I I will watch AEW religiously over WWE these days, you know, and you you're you know, you're going against 5 hours versus 3 hours, you know. Uh, I'll I'll digest, you know, Dynamite any day. Minus Rampage. I don't really watch Rampage um, you know, uh, right away. It, I'll watch it like on a Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, um, same. But uh, I'll, but but that being said, uh, I, I I do I do see consistent you know inconsistencies there with the show. Uh, sometimes you know you, you feel like yeah you were not supposed to see everybody every week. I understand that a hundred percent. But sometimes we don't see somebody for eight weeks, and <laughs> and you know and, and it's like I don't care about this person anymore. Like it it, it you know when especially like there's no update from mjf like is mjf is, is that a shoot or a work now you know is, is if it's a shoot yeah. you know if it's a work man give us some nuggets you know like don't let us yeah. forget about him i mean i yeah. but but yeah. i but then again you know when he does come back you're like holy shit wasn't expecting that one uh so yeah but even more though your t your freaking tv champion like like he's not there like what's, he's, what's kip sabian up to he's just gonna be in that mask that like <sighs> box mask for how how much longer like is that him he's gonna right is that kip saving in the over under yeah it oh. is yeah he worked it he worked some shows in europe and you know took it off and uh you know and the crowd was happy to see him you know but uh well that's europe for you but what's gonna like you know, how is that gonna pay sad. off like who's gonna yeah. pop for that yeah nah, i wouldn't like i don't I don't care. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I see him every week, and I'm like, "Who is this guy?" Like, it, like it pisses me off to that point. It's like, guy, they, that man needs to get his ass kicked. Like, like, are you, like, don't, don't, you're not part of the show, bud. Like, no one cares. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, long term booking, bro. Long term booking. <laughs> get out of here. No, but I do. Sh- I there's sometimes there's like again there's people missing from you know from weeks on end. And then when they do come back and it's like they don't have anything, it's just a regular match. I'm like, then then if you're not using them properly, get rid of them. Like you don't need them. You you really don't. They could be going out somewhere else and, and making making a living and in wrestling. But hey, some of them might not care. Like hey, if I wrestle once every fucking like three months and I still get paid, I'm fine with that. But that's not that's not a very uh, you know long term plan, a very well thought out long term plan for their career. But you know hey, uh-huh. if they're happy, they're happy. I can't say anything about it. But I just feel like there's four main storylines that get brought up every single week, even on Rampage, like double, they double headed too. And it, it's like, you have, you have this such big roster and you keep them on dark or elevation, which I, I don't, I mean that I don't even watch, you know, but I, you I, know, I, I totally forgot about the uh, mid Atlantic championship until they did like one of those. Yeah. Who, who's the guy that used to call into WCW? Hey, I'm on the road here. And I just want to let you know what's uh, happening. That's what I thought Lee, they were doing. Lee Marshall. Lee Marshall. Yeah. Right? They did a Lee Marshall of like, yeah. well, you know, he's out there defending the mid Atlantic championship there in Mexico. And uh, he had a really great turnout. I go, oh, I forgot about this belt yeah. altogether. God, Lee Marshall yeah, had a great uh, mustache. Anyway, side Stagger note. Lee. <laughs> Stagger yeah. Lee. Uh, but yeah, so th- again, yeah, you're not using people properly. You And we'll get into the trios. T- it, it, actually, you know what? It, it, it will lead into that with the trios, uh, the trios tag, uh, tag titles. Like you have, you, you're starting to, we're starting to get a lot of title heavy. Like it's really title heavy here. And it, it, they mean nothing. Like the TNT championship doesn't mean anything. 
Like if Wardlow's not there defending every week, like what does it mean? You know, and and you had to go back and forth four freaking times. You know, in four weeks, it, it, it well, means well, well, we're well, adding a trios title. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and but but I'll say this, and we can we can go on there. Road Dog might not be wrong. You know, I'll say that. Right. You know, he may not yeah. be wrong. There's a lot of things that AEW needs to needs to tweak up, and and again, I love that show. You know, but. I'll, I'll give you a prime example. I'll give you my last point, and if y'all want to mention anything, y'all can, but then we'll move on to the last thing. But, you know, it, it's funny. Like, you see someone like Orange Cassidy, who ha- who's great, who's over, but they haven't evolved yep. him to anything. He's the same right. same thing he's been since the past going on three years that Dynamite's been on, you know? Yep. It's like Road Dog might be on to something, and, like, we're so quick to, like, make judgment about it. It's like, well... What is he trying to say? Like again, we're so easily to be offended by something that we like. You know, so when someone talks about something that we like, it's like, hey, he, maybe he wants to help it get better. What's wrong with that? Anyway, I, I'll get no, off my soapbox. That Curtis family is trash, and he has no business talking about AEW. I don't want to hear about it. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, I was like, uh, what? <laughs> I'm just healing off, healing <laughs> off. I was gonna say though, like again, going back to my late night. Late 90s WCW, like later era WCW, one of my favorite belts was the Cruiserweight Tag Team Championship, right? So I I personally have no problem with like superfluous belts and being like an ROH belt coming in, FTW Mm -hmm. belt. Like I I really have no problem with it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I can see some people being like, well, then this doesn't mean anything. WWE has the opposite problem where the Intercontinental Championship has not been defended on a pay-per-view all year. And so they have uh, they don't even yeah. have as many championships and they still don't like showcase. They threw the women's tag team championships away, like the NXT women's, right? They threw those yeah. in the trash like Alondra Blaze. So, you know, I think on the other end you're getting like total disrespect for the belts. And on our end, there's like the belts don't mean anything because you've got FTR has like six different tag team That's the only thing that really matters. That's to me. That's the only thing that really matters. I can't tell you who the tag team champions for AEW are. Like at this moment, I I can't tell it's, you who they it's are. It's Keith Lee and and, uh, and Swerve. The so Swerve, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was what two weeks ago. That was like a big deal. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So that being said, <coughs> what do you do? I mean, obviously, if you watch Dynamite, you'll see that. They're gearing up for the Bucks and Adam Page to team up again, which is kind of cool trios belt, right? for, the, for the trios mm-hmm. belt. Yeah. Um, so uh, and I, I, that's going to be a, I, that'll be an interesting feud because it, it seems like it's going to be against Dark Order. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm down with that. You know, that that might be something because, man, they dropped. the. I mean, I don't know if AEW dropped the ball or Adam Page dropped the ball, but somewhere in the line like they they let that guy out to dry or he left himself out to dry i don't know i'll let y'all decide but do we need a trios title mike i'll let you go on this on your rant for this one well i mean it's uh, like it's it's you know the in conspicuous by his absence is the legendary paperboy buck who couldn't join us tonight but he's been campaigning uh you know pri- privately in our 
uh, little circle of, of wrestling viewership. He's been campaigning for a trios title in AEW simply, uh, you know, like his, his passion, his viewership goes back to the heyday of world-class when you had the Von Erickson Freebirds, you know, duking it out over, you know, probably the most credible six man tag team championship title right. that has ever existed in wrestling. So, uh, you know, seeing, you know, what that added, you know, in terms of, you know, excitement on the show, then, you know, fast forward, how many years later, the excitement that the shield really brought in, in that, you know, post, uh, uh, you know, it was post ruthless aggression era, you know, when the shield and, and Daniel Bryan were having like bangers every week on raw and SmackDown and really, you know, we're carrying the show, like, you know, always ended with an incredible, like six man to, you know, to blow the doors off like to now in AEW simply because of how many, you know, uh, how many people and how many, you know, stables the company has really built, um, you know, it just felt like a natural progression to kind of give them something to, um, to, to, you know, challenge for and kind of, you know, get more people on screen. I just, I just wonder if the, the audience has an appetite for another tournament. That's yeah. my question, right? Dude, now. that was brutal. <laughs> the Owen Hart tournament yeah. was brutal. Uh, it God. took a yeah. long time, man. Are they averaging like a tournament a quarter, right? Like, well, now we got this. We got the Caribbean Cool tournament. It's like I yeah. love tournaments. Like I love the Deadly Game tournament. Like that's my all-time favorite tournament, but or yes. the King of the Ring, right? But like yep. give me a break, guys. Like Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it's it, it's it's silly. I can't digest that, man. I I I there was a point where you know during the Owen Hart, what was it called, the Owen Hart uh, Invitational or whatever. Uh, but I was fast forwarding to the end of the match, man. I didn't. I mean, it's just like, dude, like it, it is way too much. Like it is way, hey, way too much. The Martha Hart Classic. She's Canadian. She's Canadian. Roll Tide. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. oh I think man! I, saw, I think on the lead up to, to Dynamite, I saw a tweet from uh, Allie, right? She's the bunny. I guess she goes by the bunny now. And she yeah. has like beanie babies. She's like, "Who's ready for Dynamite?" I'm like, "Jesus Christ! Is this this is what's supposed to get me hyped for Dynamite?" Because it worked. <laughs> is, is that a Princess Diana girl? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! I was like, oh, oh, Tyler Buck's man. gonna be on with uh, with uh, Missy Hyatt. Oh my goodness! But that wasn't dynamite. We've reached the end of the podcast, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But my- yeah, speaking of uh, speaking of dried up, decrepit old uh, old hags, <laughs> don't forget. Uh, don't forget, we've got Ric Flair's last match on oh, Sunday. Oh, do we? Anybody even talk about SummerSlam? Jesus Christ! Oh, I know. Yeah, that's right. Oh but my no, God. I, yes. no one cares. That's the thing. No one cares. No one yeah, cares about honest. Brock or Roman. Ten. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, let, me, let me ask. Let me ask Mike this. What do you What do you think of the news that the um, Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins match was moved because it's a, quote a work that he's injured, I mean, that Matt Riddle's injured. Uh, like I, I, the way I understand it, like it was the what I read again. You know, Sean Rossap uh, weighed in on it and said that there was a direction to uh, utilize that match for the Clash at the Castle show that they're going to be doing. I guess you know from uh, from Wales, Europe. right? Um, yes, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that there was a plan to reschedule it for that, but 
I mean, truthfully, genuinely, like I, the, the, like, and, and I usually, you know, will, will give, you know, WWE the benefit of the doubt far past the point that probably I should, but like on paper, this, this show sucks ass. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Like on paper, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I rather watch, I rather watch Ric Flair's last match in SummerSlam. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's honestly, that is, you know, the, uh, yeah, I, I, they, they've had to adjust Ric Flair's last match now to be a tag, yeah. you know, because, <laughs> because, you know, like I, I guess, you know, they, you know, you put Ric Flair and Jeff Jarrett in the ring looking at each other and it's like, you, you've seen younger faces on cash at this point. Like, you know what I mean? Nobody wants to like, nobody wants to see these two go at it. And, uh, now you have, you know, Jay Lethal and Andrade, but politically, you know, like the show, when you look at the show up and down, it's as close as we've ever gotten to a, you know, a WWE, AEW, New Japan, AAA, you know, Impact, yeah, like right. show. Yeah, because you literally in the main event, you've got Flair with whatever the hell his affiliation is and is, you know, AEW son-in-law against the guy that is, you know, essentially in charge of live events for WWE teaming with, you know, an AEW slash ROH guy and Jay Lethal. And then you have like on the undercard, you have like, Impact champion Josh Alexander facing MLW top star Jacob Fatu. You've got a triple-A four-way. You've got a, a, a New Japan exhibition match on it. You know, like they, you know, uh, uh, there's a bunkhouse stampede on the undercard. Like, it's, you know, they've really done, you know, they did a really good job capturing the the essence of what a, a you know, what a, a, a Crockett big show would really feel like or look yeah. like. But I just can't, I have absolute fears like of that of that main event like i can't i can't in my head imagine you know that that rick flair wrestling at 73 is a good idea like you know i just don't it just doesn't feel doesn't feel right to me you know and i i'm i'm completely conflicted on do i want to watch it for this year like you know uh uh you know <laughs> like the 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 Morbidity? evil intention of like, yeah, like, is it a possibility that, you know, I'm going to watch a man die on this pay-per-view? Well, let's see. Like, I don't, <laughs> I just can't like wrap my head around, you know, what would possess him to do this at this age. And they've made such a point in the promotion and the buildup. If you've seen the things that they've put on YouTube, they've made a point to make a thing like Rick's not doing this for the money. Ladies and gentlemen, don't think he's doing it for the money, you know? And when that's been such a <laughs> Winking story at part the camera, of, you kind of, you know, kind of. And so it's like, well, like, I mean, what else after the, you know, after WWE gave him the send off of all send offs, like hall of fame, you know, WrestleMania, you know, blow away <laughs> with Shawn Michaels, you know, the, the, the night, uh, you know, the goodbye on raw where everyone and their mother came out and, and paid tribute to him. Like, what does he really need? What, what inside him needs to be fulfilled by another match in, you know, in Nashville, which wasn't exactly one of his, like, you know, go to one of his yeah. stomping grounds. Yeah. Like, so I, I just, I'm baffled by the decision with this, but I mean, you know, like he wants to, you know, he feels like he needs to do this. Like, you know, uh, uh, you know, hopefully he doesn't, you know, uh, like, like hurt himself or, or, you know, hopefully there's not a calamity. Like, no, hopefully he does hurt yeah. himself so he doesn't have that idea to wrestle again. The only man to ever die from an inside cradle. 
Oh God Almighty! <laughs> I was th- Mike. I was thinking when you go like from wrestling Shawn Michaels and the "I love you, I'm sorry" to <laughs> Jeff Jarrett going "Drop it, Bridges." <laughs> like, hey, gonna be- but shout out to Jeff Jarrett, man! Double header on the weekend. Yeah, Big- he's getting two paydays. Two paydays, baby. <laughs> why? What? It, why is he the guest? I have for that no idea. Because Nashville. Because because just because oh. it's Nashville. <laughs> That's oh god! I That's didn't like, even dude, like, dude, dude, no, no. You know what would be awesome if that was Vince's last like like call, like like like. I'm we sure got, it was. <laughs> I'm sure it was. He's like, oh, we gotta, we, we gotta, gotta get Jared. God damn it! Spend my days working hard on the go, but my hands on the clock is going too oh, slow. Man. I can't wait I saw, to be back, my baby tonight. I, I saw the. I saw the comment earlier on today in a message board post where, you know, they showed like in the same article that, you know, the announcement of Jarrett being added as the, the, the special guest referee coming like the day after Vince, uh, you know, stepped down <laughs> and at the very, very bottom, there's no like script at the very bottom until it says TNA one. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Uh, like, Global force wrestling. Oh, yeah. oh, good God almighty. Oh, oh on that note, ladies and gentlemen, I think we've also reached the end <laughs> and our last call yes. for the night. I want to thank yes. you again uh, for joining us on the Stable of Studs podcast. And me and the Studley boys, we're going to call it a night and on this fine yes. Thursday evening. And we'll have this up when you listen to this on Friday morning. We want to thank you for your continued support and following us on Spotify, subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to leave us a message on anchor.fm in the description down below. You will see where you can uh, send us a message. We'll play it live on air for you folks. And again, I'm Tank Rodriguez for Adam Effing Danger and for Mailman Mike. We'll see you next time, folks. Missy Hyatt, holla if you hear me. My pillar is pointed at hell now. God damn it. I gotta go. Bye. <laughs>